Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Good Game Nice Try. I'm your co-host Aaron Blay Blairt. With me as always is Sonya, OMG it's Firefox, Reed. <laughs> I was going to say, you get, a, you get a cool name like Blay and what a what? I was going to give you Ya, Sonya. Uh... Yeah. You know, that's better than I get son from my dad. And whenever he texts me, it's just S-O-N. And I've posted screenshots of like a cute conversation that we've had. And everyone's like, why does your dad call you son? Damn, son. Damn, son. But yes, I'm very excited because what's happening next week? Oh, big news. Uh, We've got a uh, we've got our game of the year coming up. Yeah. The Game Awards is happening next Thursday. And along with Game of the Year, there's a lot of great categories and great peeps. But uh, Game of the Year, we've got for nominations, we have Resident Evil Village. We've got It Takes Two, Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Psychonauts 2. How are we feeling about that? A lot of good contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played all of them. That's totally not true. I haven't played Metroid Dread or Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, wh- first blush. Before I get critical, what are, what do you think deserves Game of the Year? Oh, gosh. I mean, the f- my first instinct, I feel like Deathloop is, is definitely really up there. I feel like the, out of these, it's probably my personal top contender, especially with, you know... Uh, they're the voice actors also being up for nominations. And it is, you know, I feel like it got a lot of great attention, a lot of great praise, uh, deservingly so. So what did you like about it? I think it was something uh, fresh. Again, what they did with like the online and like the seamless integration with single player was really cool. I feel like having kind of the 70s funky sort of vibe was really cool. Like the whole art direction was awesome. The performances were great. Um, it just felt like something fresh. I don't know. It just made me really excited for a game, uh, which was, it's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, I think I almost, it's weird. I think same house, different driveway. I would say Mm. like, I agree. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was the game of the year, but I, for the opposite reason, I think it's all stuff I'd seen before. Aside from the uh, a mechanic of being able to hop into somebody else's game to try to assassinate them. Mm. Um, because so if you haven't played Deathloop, what it is is you're this person, you wake up on an island and 
you know, you're reliving the same day over and over and you're trying to break the loop. And there's a person who is this Juliana woman who's trying to stop you. She's trying to kill you and restart the day. And what happens is there's this cool mechanic, if we haven't talked about it already, where you can become Juliana and jump into other people's games to try to assassinate them. Very cool. Which is great. So there's moments in the game where all of a sudden it'll be like, and it's like Juliana's on the hunt and you know somebody's jumped in your game they're trying to kill you. Uh. And it makes, it it's gave terrifying. me like heart palpitations. Yeah. It was like, yeah. <laughs> it is terrifying, but you don't feel like the, I mean, uh, there's so many games that have touched just time aspects in different ways, but I feel like the way that they did it was really unique. Like how there was different plots at different times and you could go back. You know what I mean? You feel like that wasn't, that wasn't fresh. Well, instead of going, I, I, I think I'm not going to, instead of going negative, cause I really love the game. I think like it was all things I love shoved into one game. So it was, I love looping games. That was really cool. I love great art direction. I love the Dr. No, like 70s vibe. I love the cool, snappy jazz when you're mm-hmm. like roaming around. I loved the weapons. I loved all of it. It felt like a lot of things that I loved that had never been put into the same game before. Mm, that's fair. That's what I loved about it. I don't necessarily think the looping thing, the looping stuff we've done. Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask, Yeah. I will say Psychonauts 2, have you played that? Have you guys played I that? haven't, but I know a lot of people are really jazzed wow. about it. Yeah. Um, it's like the level design, unbelievable. The narrative uh, threads are fantastic. It's all about mental health. It's, it's one of the most groundbreaking level design games I've played in a really long time. That's huge. Did you play Psychonaut the first one? I never did. Okay, okay. Did you? No, that's why I was curious if I, I don't know, needed to, if it would help with any background understanding the game, but you can kind of just jump right in and have a, a fully, you know, enjoyable experience yeah. with two, right? I played it. Yeah. And I think I, I played it because I did it for dinner in a video game. And what was the pun? Like psycho nuts or something. <laughs> and I did like chestnuts or some bullshit, but, uh, but it truly like really, really fun. But again, game of the year, I could not put down Deathloop. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It consumed me. All right. Okay. So you'd say, I think we both can put our votes in for Deathloop. Yeah. Although I will say, I, I my runner-up would be It Takes Two. Okay. Um, because I thought it was, again, it's like, it's, it's beautiful, very fun. It's just not the kind of, I don't like playing with other people. <laughs> so that's the only, but that's because I'm insane. Do you like those games where you have to work with like, there was the Prisoner game. What was the Prisoner game? The two of us or whatever, but uh, honestly, I love it. I love working with people. Uh, it's just, it's funny. I can, I can see how it's frustrating as hell, but like, that's fun. I've never gotten into Metroid ever. I've never been a Metroid guy. Me either, to be honest. I, I feel almost, I know, it just feels like I've, I've been missing something. I don't know. It feels like a huge. You got uh, FOMOM, which is fear of missing oh, out no. of Metroid. Fomo. Fear mom. Fomom. Yeah, Fomom. You have Fomom. Fomom. I got Fomom. Fear a little of missing bit of out on Metroid. Yeah, you got Fomom. <laughs> I need to catch up. All right. Yeah. So uh, that being said, uh, we have a great guest today. Uh, and this was a really fun interview because it went to some unexpected places. Happily. it's It was a journey. And I learned all about romance novels, which was fantastic. I love this. And I absolutely love this. Yeah, so our guest today is a hilarious comedian and host of the Dork Forest podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. And she has a new comedy special, Staycation, which is out now. Uh, Enjoy this fantastic interview with Jackie Cation. 
I love how you do have, you have a podcast called The Dork Forest. Mm-hmm. You talk about people's dorkdoms. Um, but I really wanted to know, what are yours? Well, there's the, it rotates. And because of the dork forest, I have new ones all the time. Oh, So, cool. and it's, it's kind of like, but it's always been reading since I was a little kid. I read to get out of, uh, I don't know if you guys remember being a child, but there's a certain amount of powerlessness there. Oh yeah. And uh, so what you want to do is crawl into a book and not come out until you are forced to do the dishes. So uh, whatever sort of chore anyway. Uh, and I'm the youngest of six. So, um, so, but the books will sometimes change, right? Like I re I've read, uh, it was about eight months ago, maybe I was on a, 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 a romance novel jag that was thousands of dollars. Like oh, I've spent oh. thousands in the last six years since probably oh like pre 20, like right around 2016 up until I would spend easily. Yeah. Easily a thousand dollars a year on comic books or maybe less because I would try to get them used and stuff, but hundreds and hundreds of historical romance novels, historical in quotes. Like Outlander? What are we talking about? No, you know, people thought that I would like Outlander, but Outlander is actually more porny than I like my porn. Um, My porny. (laughs) That's very porny. I know. It seems weird. (laughs) Well, they have, there's, you know, and it's so funny because I go on the road sometimes with Maria Bamford and for, and we've been friends since the early nineties, right? Since 92. And she always thought it was hilarious that I would read romance novels. So whenever she would end up in a Walgreens, she would buy me a romance novel until finally I was like, you cannot buy other people's porn. (laughs) You cannot do it. You, it's someone is into one kind of thing and you just think, and it looks comparable. Uh, that's, that's actually sad. that's actually not the tale that I wish to read, and yeah. uh, so uh, and so there is it's uh, so Outlander is actually Outlander itself. I tried I tried to read Outlander. I'm also a giant science fiction fantasy nerd, right? Yeah. So I tried to read Game of Thrones. I tried to listen to it on Audible. I bought mm. it, and I tried to watch it, and none of it took. And it didn't mean that it didn't mean that it wasn't, it just, just some stuff isn't for, you know, you try because yeah. I love dragons. Who doesn't love dragons? I feel you. Have you read Anne McCaffrey, Dragon Riders of Pern? There we it go. Is, it is, it was written in the sixties, the seventies. It, it actually, she, uh, her publisher kept making her read. You know what I don't like? I don't like a series that goes so long that some of the characters die of old age. Oh God. Um, oh my God. Nope. Uh, but so wait, Jackie, I want to ask you a question. Cause I, you know, I, I read a ton of, uh, of books and fiction and I've never read in my life, a romance novel. What? It's true. First of all, that really surprises me. It's true. I read like a book a week, but yeah. I've never read a romance novel. What got you into romance novels and what do you like about them? For Man. someone like me, what? how would you pitch me your favorite, favorite romance novel? Did you, okay, this is a very deep question. It's a long answer. Did you see Bridgerton on Netflix? The fuck is it? Oh, is that the one where it's porny, it's like right? Time yes, it's sort of. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, no, it's I a just... historical romance. I read those books. Okay. Uh, I've read them several times. Anyway, okay. so what I'm saying is okay. Julia Quinn wrote a series about a family called the Bridgertons, and okay. she's not a comic, but she's actually probably one of the funnier of romance novel authors. Okay. So if you wanted to hear what I would say about romance, here's the one of the good things about romance novels. 
is um, you keep they, backing down the driveway to get a better <laughs> thing at the jump. Oh, nice, yeah, I mean, nice. I mean, I'm still going to jump off this roof and not know how to fly. Yeah, we're, we're but, uh, well, because they are mocked. Um, as openly, and it's it's slightly right. better now than it was, uh, just like science fiction was back in the 60s and 70s. It was never Absolutely. literature. It was never considered Lord of the Rings was not right. anything anyone was proud of that they read. And uh, so- Until it um, made $6 billion for right. somebody. And now they're like, woo! And, and now this, everyone's like, yeah. you're not reading Gibson? Why aren't you reading <laughs> Gibson? And you're like, get off my areola, to, to quote uh, Janelle Monet. But, uh, so, but the thing is, is romance novels are, and you should know this, uh, traditionally, they are written by women for women about women. Which okay. is one of the reasons why they were openly mocked by right. everyone else. Sideline, the reason they were sold originally in grocery stores is because before women had jobs, they would have to hide the fact that they wanted to buy them in the grocery budget. Whoa. So here's you get $40 a week for groceries for me and the kids, for everybody. And you're like, $4 going for a Harlequin romance or whatever. Yeah. I'm not eating tonight. I'm reading tonight. I'm going to read tonight. And then, like, if you go into any old lady's closet, there's going to be a stack of Harlequin romances that they've been reading since the 70s. That's awesome. There's no money in writing romance novels. The fact that Julia Quinn got this movie, this TV show made, uh, means that she will now have money. But, uh, But first of all, the commitment is three novels a year. Whoa. They're all... 250 to 350 pages. They are, you got to crank them out. And that's why they're formulaic. And the reason I I got into them, because this uh, woman, Katie, in junior high, I used to just read dog books and horse books and, and, uh, civil war <laughs> books it. when it. I was, I was, uh, I was essentially, uh, I wanted, uh, advent boy adventure books. Right. And, uh, so that's what I read in grade school and much of junior high. And then she turned me on to Barbara Cartland. Barbara Cartland is a disaster of a human being. Uh, Barbara <laughs> Cartland, uh, it would be 180 pages. Eventually, they would kiss right after getting married. It was one of the most <laughs> boring. So painful. So painful. Just so, like I'm doing it, guys. Just like I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, crap. And it was the These worst. These lips don't touch other lips <laughs> until the ring goes on the finger. On the it. finger. And then Harlequin romances were next. And and there was a bad. And the, one of the reasons I really got into them is in junior high, I would go to the library. All through grade school in junior high, I would go to the go to the library. In junior high, I had a bad year, you guys, where I had uh, library fines. And once oh. you had a library fines over $10, you weren't allowed to take out any more books until you paid the $10. So I, Jackie Cation, started shoplifting books. Yes. Oh, from the yes. Kmart. From the Kmart. Love it. And, over the book or what kind of books? Well, that's the romance? problem. Yeah. Is <laughs> once you are re- no getting No jury your- in the world's going to convict. <laughs> There's- no jury in the world. <laughs> I'm stealing love from the grocery stores. That's a wrong. Here's... <laughs> And once your reading choices are narrowed down to what's available at a Kmart, you read very different books. So wow. I read a broad palette of crap. And uh, I was wow. like, I will read whatever. And for Christmas, one of the librarians paid my bill. Oh. <laughs> so wait, to recap, your literary taste 
comes from the fact, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, that you racked up too many library finds, so you had to go on the run as a literary fugitive, <laughs> stealing books from local Kmart, and that is how you you're, you cultivated your bedrock of taste for, for what you read. Does that sound right? Well, it, it opened it up. Let's opened just say up. that. I love that. That was yes. the so cool. Yeah. That and is and I will say this. It depends. So what kind of books? Uh, you, want a, you want a recommendation of a romance novel? I want, right. I've okay. never, read, I've never read a romance novel. You never, uh, so you didn't try Jane Austen, right? Uh, I've read Emma. Is that Jane Austen? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. You've read I've a read romance Emma. novel. Jane oh, Austen, really? Oh, I yeah. guess so. Okay. Jane yeah. Austen is essentially the creator of a romance novel, except for right. the fact that Don Quixote is a romance novel. But the thing is, is it's um, Jane Austen was hacked by a woman in the 20s named Georgette Heyer. Georgette Heyer is who you want. And, and here's the great thing about a Georgette Heyer novel or six of them. Uh, you are going to be pleased to know that they're about 200 pages each there. Okay. It's back when pulp was a lot shorter. Love pulp. And so let's do uh crap. I'm uh She's she's sorting through all of her stolen yeah, library Jackie's books right like now. Off Hold camera. on. No, wait a second. But Jackie, I also want to make the point here that I I Gene Austin, I consider like that's like kind of like literature. I want like what we consider now like a romance. Okay, here we go. There we go. This is exactly Ooh, what I want. That font she's, sold yeah. me already. Oh yeah, that font. Up. So this is Georgette Hare. It, the font Georgette Hare is huge in purple script. Then there's a tiny playing card of a photo of a dude like smelling a woman's neck and she's wearing like a, a purple low cut dress. Couldn't look less interested. Staring off into the distance. It's called the, what is it called? The nun, the nun such. Yep. N O N E such. All right. The nun yeah. such. All right. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to read it. Uh, have you ever, here's a question. Have you, now what I, what I have done is played romance games. Have you played any romance mm. video games? No. Because they're out there, Jackie. Oh, we can we can hook you up. Sonia, what? hit her up with a little knowledge <laughs> about a couple dating sims that might be uh, that might blow Jackie's mind. What oh, the heck? There is a full category full of category. every dating sim you can possibly imagine. That's right. That's right. They're endless. You can date birds. Yeah. You can uh date Colonel Sanders. What's the bird one? Uh, beautiful hat had a had a full boyfriend or something. Had a full boyfriend, yeah, something like that. Wait, They're how are they chat. video games? Are oh, they are, like are, a, are they like The Sims, but you are you have a boyfriend? Pretty close. I mean, it's more of like a conversational thing. Like you'll you'll meet a, a cute bird and you'll chat them up, and it's kind of like a conversation yeah. tree. You okay. just have to chat them up in the right way. Yeah, they call visual them novel. Like visual novels. Yeah, so you're making choices. Oh. And it's a lot of reading. So choose, dream, choose your own. Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy, you, yep. you date You date hot single hot dads. dads. Yeah. I think I think you're going to love these, Jackie. I think, and let me tell you, the, the well goes as deep as yes, romance novels. As you Maybe, want. Yeah, uh, deep, deeper and weirder, by the if, way. Like, you know. If either of you would ever want to do a Doric Forest about this, I could listen to this for an hour. Yeah. What oh, the hell is happening? And, um, okay. Imagine bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger 
eating handfuls of thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag, taking a bite out of an irresistibly bold block of extra-sharp cheddar cheese. (sighs) We know you want to get back to streaming, but wasn't it nice to daydream about cheese for a bit? Tillamook Cheddar. Extraordinary Dairy. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. So what was your first experience? How did you get into video games, Jackie? What was your first kind of video oh, game experience? Oh, oh that's, uh, they're, this, these are crime stories. Tiny baby uh, child crime stories. So here is, um, in high school, I took a class. It, uh, but what happened was my sister and I shared a gym uniform uh, because they were ugly. And my parents were like, how about one? <laughs> and uh so there it was a it was a polyester onesie. Well, I grew four inches taller than my sister. Uh ah. so it would split. And uh so I one semester took all classes that didn't need the uniform. So I took like three Smart. swimming Smart. segments, uh square dancing, which was clothes, yes. archery and and golf, which were outside, and uh something and square dancing, and then something called biking and bowling. Now, biking and bowling. Okay. biking and bowling. I used to when I first started doing stand-up comedy. I did a joke about I because I literally I I thought it I didn't know what the hell it meant. I thought it might have been polo, <laughs> but it was not. Uh, it was bike to the bowling alley, bowl, bike back to school. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> where is this now? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, the bowling alley had video games. So I think I'm if I'm 15, it is. It is 1980. So uh, the the so the thing is is uh, the bowling alley has video games, and in 1980, it's all the greatest. It's Galaga, it's Pac Man, it's Ms. Pac Man, yes. and so all that the all the uprights, right? Gorf, yeah. which had all of them together, and then uh, it had you know Tetris. So that's how I I got it. I was I think I got a C in biking and bowling, but uh, <laughs> I learned how to play video games, and then. Yeah. I I was at student council, my sister insisted, and uh, there was a thing where you sold candy bars for student council, and there were two rules. One rule, you, ha- you couldn't sell them off campus, and the second rule, they were 50 cents each. Well, everyone was selling them on campus, so I started selling them in front of the local Kohl's, and then I would walk up to the local Kmart, and I would sell them in front of those two department stores, and at every bar in between them. So smart. Because factory workers, 15-year-old girl, you want to touch my elbow for a buck? Here's a candy bar. Anyway, so uh, luckily, uh, this is the first story of, and then I wasn't killed, you guys. So, but the thing is. I made it out alive. And I was charging a dollar a piece instead of 50 cents for my time. For my time. Business, baby. I made about $75 a week for several weeks until I bragged about it to Holly Habonic, who narked on me. Holly. Holly. I know. She ended up being a very nice woman when she grew up. But I spent all of that money on video games. 
Oh, oh nice. Yeah. What, so, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of good hits at that arcade. What was your go-to? What was the one that you always had the quarter oh, on? You're queued up. I'm ready queued to go? up. It was Donkey Kong. Okay. I would play doubles with cute boys from Cudahy, and nice. uh, which Love is it. the next town north of me. And uh, so, because I would I would start in South Milwaukee and I would walk to Cudahy. So it was like a, a six-mile walk in the end of it. So it was Donkey Kong and it was Mario Brothers and it was um, – and then when I went to college, was the, I had more money than I had ever had in my life. I got student loans and Pell Grants. And for the first month, I spent so much money a week – and then I met a guy who had to drop out of college because he spent all of his money on video games. Oh, God. And so I, I and you're like, I, hey, this isn't a competition. Right, right. Hey, I, I think I'm not going to play as much. And so I was into it, but I, I, I learned some moderation, shall we say. That's fair. That's healthy. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was amazing, healthy. quite honestly, that I was the only thing I've ever learned moderation of in my life. And so, <laughs> yeah, but it was all it was all that Qbert and uh, uh, it was amazing. Dragon's Lair was the first Laserdisc one uh, and it was all yeah. memorization. Uh, the and worst. so anyway, that's how I got into video games. You you have a great bit of calling. Is this right? Oh, calling the Final the Fantasy Ninten Legend? The Nintendo helpline? Yeah. Two th uh, that happened in 2000 or 99? So I've oh. always, and Sonia, you never, right? We've never done this, but we no. always wanted to. You've had the experience. Can you tell us about what that well, was like? It was literally, I was playing Final Fantasy Legend, and I, I, it was for my Game Boy. It was the old gray brick. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I, it was amazing game i still have it and i don't have the brick uh so uh, but it was playing on my clamp one of the clamshell game boys that i had for a while but yeah. it obviously mm -hmm. doesn't play on the switch right now clearly not happening don't make them like they used to well and i think i think that they've uh, re-released them but anyway but it was such a great game because it was all in pixelated shades of gray and it was super hard and i played it for like eight months and it was it was the most money i'd ever spent on like a a game and uh and i was trapped in front of um in front of the final boss which is a godlike character a little amish dude with a hat oh, yeah. and uh but the thing is is so i tried to beat him and i couldn't beat him and i finally i called the nintendo game counselors which w was like a dollar 99 a minute oh in 1990 they, yeah they it was like you. 1998 1999 they did answer the phone though right away there we go. like there if, we go. if i could get delta to do that uh, I would pay a dollar ninety nine if I could if I could worth call it. the DMV and go. Well, if it's a buck a minute, will you answer? Yeah, and immediately, Kaiser. Anyway, so um, the kid that was that answered the phone, I make it. The joke was that he was twelve, but obviously he was not twelve. And uh, but he was, he was like, like fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> at least fourteen. At least fourteen. And so he um, he told me he told me how to do it. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And, and did he just know the answer? Do you have to look it up? Like, was he just like, oh yeah, it's easy. You guys, guys, guys. And oh what no, was the there was, there was, there was only a couple of games that people were really calling in to find out. Walk sure. I mean, now there's YouTube walkthroughs and you can yeah. get cheat codes mm -hmm. and all this stuff, but it was before that. And so they had a game counselor phone number and it was also a great way to get dollars out of people's kids yeah. and so yeah. um yeah so i did that and uh i was and did adult. it work yeah oh my god it totally worked but <laughs> yeah, the thing he was like just give your uh your mutant the saw and he'll fall to pieces and it almost worked and then somebody else told me that if i gave 
any of the characters the glass sword, it would work. And so I, I believe oh. I, I ended up, you know, when you do stand up, there is some creative license. So <laughs> course, I believe I killed God with a glass sword instead of a, instead of the saw. <laughs> but but you 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 defeat. I did defeat and you made it. And the victory screen was amazing. I love oh, so a victory sweet. screen. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, the victory screen was essentially just the four characters after you've killed God going. Well, what what do you want to do now? <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> we, is there anything? Bike, bike back to school or is, what is there any? Yeah. Is there anything behind him? That's the line. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's behind him? Final Fantasy three. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, there it is. But there was a there was a driving game that was an upright uh, that was a cross country driving game, like a pole positiony kind of. Remember that was one? Was it a convertible? Yeah, and yeah, then you drove through. You literally drove through different cities around the United Great States. Music. Great music, and you game. would end. Yeah, you could pick the music, and then you would end up in Washington D.C. And this game was from like 1994, I think, or five, and. The victory screen on that one, if you if if you kept plugging quarters in, and it would cost, I think it cost five or six bucks to finish the game. Oh, wow. Because uh, it was only a quarter or 50 cents a, a, a round. So it might have been yeah. 10 bucks. But whatever it was, you'd, you'd drive through Washington, D.C. at the final thing, and it was the cherry blossoms were in, were in, uh, were in bloom. Oh. And the victory screen, you're on the roof of the White House with Bill Clinton in a hot tub. Oh my god! <laughs> that's incredible. Wow, that's insane. Oh, with the cherry blossoms. Yes, the, so beautiful. So funny. And then Secret Service guys are all around. It is <laughs> then one immediately of the, you're killed by a sniper bullet. <laughs> <laughs> you see the red dot, and you're like, oh. No. <laughs> but what a what a lost art. What a lost art. Being able to call a, yeah. a hotline and like getting getting some kind of an answer. I I mean. I wish I could do that now, but I would love to know what would, if you were on the other end of the phone, if you were the Nintendo game sure. counselor, what it, what could people call you for? And you'd have, you'd have all the answers that like you could walk somebody through. Ooh, well, I literally I, I will sometimes uh, uh, on Twitter, I will, I, during lockdown, a lot of free time, a lot of sitting around. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, if anyone needs anything to read, tell me what you like to read and uh, fiction wise. Yeah. And so they were like, well, I like to read, you know, I'm trying to read more classics or I'm trying to read more Westerns or I'm trying to read more science fiction. I'm trying to read more fantasy. I want kids stuff. I want because uh, looking for nonfiction. I have read two nonfiction books in the last five years <laughs> and uh, because I don't read nonfiction. The first one was a was a book about um, the history of knowledge and how it was gathered. Right. Like originally it was like the oral history of passing on information to the library of Alexandria, to monks and libraries and the the Nintendo helpline. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) And then, yeah. So that, I mean, if you called me and you said, well, these are the books I like to read. Do you have any suggestions that I may not have read? And, you know, someone will be like, well, I like, I like Blade Runner. And I like science fiction, but I would like a book. And I'm like, well, have you read When Gravity Fails? And it's uh, it's essentially, it's a futuristic Dubai. Ooh. And there's a red light district. And there's our, it's a private eye. It's a detective novel where this guy, there's a serial killer and he has to chip in. You can take a chip and turn into other people. It's one oh, of the God. drugs. Very, very cyberpunk. It's super cyberpunk. Yeah. So whatever, whatever book... We're going to set up a hotline. All right. I can't wait. I sure. can't wait. 
It's a fun game for me too. I feel like a know-it-all. Yeah. <laughs> and when it comes to books, you are. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. which is fantastic. Um, I hate to say it, we're almost out of time, uh, but we love to end every interview with asking our guest their favorite game and their least favorite game. So okay. worst and best. So uh, let's start maybe low and we'll end high. Yeah, let's end high. What What's the game, yeah, that drives you insane? Um, I'm going to go board game, if that's all right. Please. Oh, yeah. It's called Descent into Hell. And it is... <laughs> and the name lives up to it. Based on my dating life, right? It is. <laughs> I, I sense a theme. Um, we got to get Aaron some action. I'm so, on brand. Uh, Why do you think I'm asking for romance novels? <laughs> Descent into Hell. Descent into Hell is about um, Dante's Inferno. So it's, it's circles of hell. And you move in and there are thousands of tiny chits. And it took three hours to set it up. Oh. And we never finished. It was, it was, and <laughs> it, there are people who love that game. There are people who love Axis and Allies. Uh, I get a stress headache if I play a game for more than six hours, a board game. And That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm currently playing what my favorite video game is kind of idiot, idiot proof. And, um, you know, remember Candy Crush? Of course. Remember yeah. the match threes of the world? They're everywhere. They're always everywhere. Classic. Sure. sure. This is a Marvel match three. And okay. it's called Marvel Puzzle Quest. And Marvel yes. Puzzle Quest has a couple of things going for it. First of all, it's a match three, which means you can play it anywhere mm -hmm. all the time. And what you can do is, all right, so, okay. So here's, the game is just a match three, right? Yeah, so it's she's showing us her phone, which is all, it does look very Candy Crush. It looks like Candy Crush. Yeah. Yes. The top has two superhero, supervillain teams. Awesome. By matching awesome. the different colors, you you create their superpowers. That's so this, this is Kamala Khan, right? So this is Ms. Marvel. She has um, a yellow power, pink power, and a green power. Her green power, Ms. Marvel's embiggened fists of rage strike down her enemies for justice, deals 3,600 damage to the whole enemy team. Yeah. Right? So what it can do is it can change the board. It can use... And the craziest thing about this game, Marvel Puzzle Quest, is how deep into the long boxes they've gone. Oh, really? Four characters. Of course. Every oh, Marvel, of course. There's 117 four-star characters. Holy crap. What is that, like oh Longshot and Forge in these people? They have both of those guys. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's no not having those guys. There's uh, They have oh. Howard the Duck. They have um, the, the Pet Avengers. They've got, the you know, they have Throg, which is the, fro the Frog Thor. That's sure. Throg. Yeah. They have um, Lockjaw, which is Black Bolt's dog. Um, they have Black Bolt. They have Medusa. And and one of Medusa's power is her hair metal. Like she takes her big hair and, yeah. and rearranges the whole board. And uh, oh my God. Polaris has a four-star stun that's epic right now. And not enough hit points to live usually. But if she could stun, if she could stun Lock, Vulture, you win. And because Vulture wow. gets up in the air, Michael Keaton Vulture, by the way, that's the, and the new characters, there's no Kingo yet, but the new character from Eternals is uh, Icarus. 
Yeah, and, uh, there we yeah. go. I, I love how you say like some of these moves, oh, like they're good right now. Like there's a meta to it too. Yeah. Like there's certain characters that are like so good right now. Right and- now. And the game is always growing. They're always writing. They're always, the the story. there's usually a story and the stories don't change often enough. So they recycle the stories, but there's new characters every, you know, every couple of months. There's new, like the what if, the what if program. Sure, that was yeah. on Disney Plus. There's a Captain Carter, which is the Captain America Whoa, with a, with yeah. a Captain Carter. And, um, you know, there's four different versions of Hawkeye. There's four different versions of uh, – there's a version of Captain America with the Thor hammer. There's, uh, there's Doctor Doom. There's three different versions of him. And oh, my God. It is in the weeds. deep, deep into <laughs> the long boxes of – I of, love that. And all the art is done are, – mm. are comic book covers. That's great. With that wow. the name of the artist. Whoa. Oh, that's Even better. Nice. We love yeah. we love when uh finally artists are getting their due. credit. Yeah. Where 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 you yeah, you don't just yeah, don't don't we just, just got to get them royalties now. We just yeah, and, you, and, exactly. uh, credit in the movies. Yeah, 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 there's no That's that's aw- I love that. And that's cuz as as a lifelong comic book fan, that's one of my the, the things I love most is like I remember reading old, you know, issues with like the mother box and it pinging and stuff. And then, oh, you see it in the movies. Like, like really you're starting to see nerds and and fans who grew up with this stuff pulling these things from the past because it's mm-hmm. such a deep, rich history into current pop culture. On Disney Plus, there's a, a, a small docu-series called Assembled. And essentially oh, cool. it's uh, the making of WandaVision, the making of Falcon and Winter oh, Soldier, cool. the making cool. of What If, the making of uh, Loki. And um, you sit around and you're, and we were just watching the making of What If and Andy, game designer, has one of the coolest jobs in the world. But here's the thing about having the coolest job in the world. Other people also have super cool jobs. And you sit there going, why, I, why did I, can I hang out with those? Can I? Right. Which, Pat Oswalt gets to do everything. And, uh, <laughs> and fair enough, you know, and, and um, and that guy's ground floor inert, right? He's ground yeah. zero of, oh of, of he, he got in early. He got in early. He got in early. early. Mm -hmm. He He stayed a long time. And Ron Funches gets to play King Shark in the Harley Quinn. That's good times. That's good times, right? These are these are dreams we all have, obviously, and not just me. And we can and we can end on this. But who is the voice you would want to do? What superhero? Marvel or DC? You know, like Funches gets King Shark. They come to you and they're like, Jackie, who do you want to do? Here's what I want to do. I want to be anyone in. But I want there to be a cartoon of the Great Lakes Avengers. Oh, wow. The Great Lakes Avengers are the shittiest Avenger team ever. <laughs> They're the bad, dumb, dumb Avengers. And whenever there's a giant crossover, they are always forgotten. Squirrel, Aww. you know who the famous Great Lakes Avenger? Squirrel Girl. That is weird. So Big Bertha... <laughs> Big Bertha is a is she's a supermodel, but she's also a shapeshifter. So when she's not, she doesn't care. She it becomes a giant lady, and and when she and she can be giant and fight things. Uh, my favorite is Mister Immortal. Mister Mister Immortal's superpower is that um, he can't be killed. He has no other superpower. That's it. Huh? He isn't even very good at anything. He <laughs> literally. Like uh, in in the comic book, I wanted to do was that he was doing corporates, 
And it was corporate espionage where they would put him at the ground zero to find out why things were going bad because then things would explode and then he would come to and go, oh, I'll tell you what happened. Somebody made an error. (laughs) Uh, It kind of makes me, it kind of reminds me of like One Punch Man or something. I, where it, that's he has no no other abilities. He can just kill everything <laughs> yeah, in one punch. And how do you make a series out of well one punch? You know, they, have, they did it. Have you yeah. ever seen a web comic called uh, I think it's called Ogloff? It's porn. No. It's a, a sword and sorcery uh, dirty comic book co- uh, comic strip. Perfect. O G L A F, and it's uh, sword and sorcery dick jokes, and it's beautifully drawn, and hilarious and sometimes it's not dirty and just hilarious but oftentimes it is both filthy and hilarious and perfect 18 and above my friends ogloff ogloff well jackie this was this was a real treat thanks for having me thank you for coming and walking us through some amazing romance uh, (laughs) the ins and outs of romance novels and and got a long list now of course and jackie's (laughs) podcast the dork forest is available wherever you get your podcasts and her new special staycation amazing name thank you uh, is is out now so be sure to check it out and hit her up on twitter for any book recommendations there we go Mm -hmm. i'm available attainable goal attainable goal Thank you so much to the wonderful Jackie for not only joining us, but expanding my library of romance novels. I'm going to read that book. I'm going to read it. I think I think you should. Beginning of a addiction. We're opening, we're opening some doors here. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, uh, but uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, so we're back, and here's the thing. I think, look, we we play a lot of games, right? We all play a lot of games. But how deep do you go in a game, you know? And there are very few games that I feel like I know inside and out. And so we kind of talked about with Jackie, uh, you know, calling the helpline, and there's like a smart 12-year-old who, who, helps, who helped her through. What game, Sonia and Jen, what game do you guys think you could provide a walkthrough? Too. If I was the smart 12-year-old on the other on the other side of the line <laughs> and someone was calling me and they're like, oh my God, I'm stuck on I think the first game that comes to mind. And only because I had so many hiccups and I got stuck so many freaking times uh on so many different things. Honestly, Majora's Mask. Wow. I feel it's it's definitely one of my top favorite games. And I feel like with so many different masks, I had so many issues, and I could tell you. My God, I got I got you. There's masks that take 
literally the entire three days. And it gives you, there's no information on where you just have to know to go to this, like this cave on the side of this area. And like, it's so, it's so just convoluted and you wouldn't know. And I can't, you know, being like a 10 year old trying to figure that out without the internet, it was rough. So I got you. I've been, I've been through the pain and I'm here. I'm here to hold your hand. There we go. Jen, now Jen, what about you? Mine is because I grew up basically reading this guide, the hard copy of this game guide, like a book so I could play. Um, and I have it like me- memorized uh, Super Mario 64. <gasps> yes. Whoa. Jen, I'm stuck on a star. My sister, even we, we actually even just did this like last year where my sister would have the book and I'd be playing and she'd be like, okay, do this. Do th-. We did this as grown adults <gasps> last year. And so we, we still that. do it. And just knowing like the secret star is knowing that if you jump and slide on your belly down the slide, you will get the time trial star, you know, all those mm-hmm. little things. So that would be mine. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's so good. amazing. That's so good. For See, for me, I have like a brain, like an Etch-A-Sketch. So there are games I've gotten into very deeply, but I just, it's like, shuka, 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 yeah. shuka, and then I just forget and I forget. So That's I true. would have to say the only game I think if, if I'm being honest with myself would be Deathloop, which mm. is the game that mm. I most recently got completely obsessed with. Also, I rarely 100% games and I 100%ed mm-hmm. Deathloop. So that's impressive. Yeah. So I could like I did all the challenges, did all the things like um, I was just absolutely love that game. And and to the degree of I remember coming home drunk, like from the bar and like, I'm just going to beat it again. And I would just drunkenly (laughs) do do the last level again, like because I knew exactly where to go, the place to stop to shoot the dude in the head and to do that. Yeah. So I would say that's awesome. It becomes a it becomes a party trick. You're like, guys, watch me beat this game real quick. Kind of. I used to do this thing back in the day called Just Say November, uh, where I wouldn't drink for a month. And nothing says you're an alcoholic, like coming up with a game where you don't drink for a month. To a themed month? A okay. themed month. But I, I would also learn a skill. So mm-hmm. I would uh. I would not drink and then put all my energy, like watercolor painting, like learning how to start a fire Ooh. or whatever. And one uh, year it was the Rubik's Cube. And so I learned how to do the Rubik's Cube. Can you still? I can. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> Wait, uh, how fast? My best time is 156, so not great. Mine is like mine is like an hour and 56, so I feel, you know, in comparison, <laughs> you're killing it. That could be your walkthrough game, Rubik's Cube. That, that, you know what? Yes. There you go. Wait, what's like record time? Like three seconds? I don't know. People <laughs> do it without, yeah, people do it without closing, without opening their eyes. Like, it's like crazy. Um, it's insane. It's insane. So 3.4 seconds is the record. <gasps> what is it? 3.47 seconds. I was Stop. just I was just kidding. That's insane. How does one move their hands that fast? Well, they oil the cubes and stuff. Get out. Oh my god. Industry secrets. Industry secrets. The other <laughs> thing is I learned the wrong way. There's the layer way. And there's the the a uh, corner way. The fast way is to start with a corner and it spreads out from there. Mm. But I mm. learned it with first layer, second layer, third layer, which is the slower way because it's more moves. Got to step it up if you want to be on that hotline. Yeah, well, I don't want to quit drinking right now, so it's going to be a while. All right? That whiskey, it tastes so delicious. Uh, well, I would love to hear uh, from all of y'all out there what you could be a uh, game guru for. What could you walk us through? And uh, who am I going to have to hit up to um, 
get through games for the next year. <laughs> uh, let me know uh, at Good Game Nice Try on Twitter. And you know, if you if you're feeling extra extra sweet today, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a little leave a little nice note. We'll check it out. Yeah. Might even leave it. Might even read it on the air. Uh, Good game, nice try. Is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton, with engineering and sound design by Chester Guazda. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. Special thanks to Lisa Berm. Music by John Danny. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.